0: Hey, good afternoon. It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast, 1230. Let me get this fuckhead out of my way, and then I'll be able to proceed. There we go. Um, Let's see. Had a pretty decent morning here. I'll tell you what, though. It's one of these days where it's overcast, and it was mostly fog, As I mentioned this morning, coming down from higher elevation up yonder, Telford, holy moly, it was like pea soup out here, and it's Wednesday, and I think it's got a lot of people boogered up. I've talked many times about how the weather can take people off their game. We let it push us around. If it's rainy day or if it's overcast or if there's fog, people people get all friggin' wonky. They just kind of want to curl up under their uh, comforters or up by the fire or stay in the house and not do anything. So take that to mean that the first appointments of the day, people were either late or rescheduled or whatever, you know. The one guy who had been working hard trying to help this man and he even wound up shedding some tears on the table. He was said they're not tears of pain they're tears of emotion and that made me wonder how I could you know, first of all am I responsible for putting somebody in pain, how can I, how can I help somebody more gently, which I, I'm always gentle, but when somebody says something like that, i wonder. what, well, you know, it's it's cool to be showing your emotions, I can be a very emotional guy, just because I'm telling jokes and telling stories and trying to make people laugh and smile, it's a tears of the clown, you know when there's no one around we all should be emotional we reserve the right to do that my friend is a Buddhist monk and he was emotional too he described to me that he was kind of feeling a little bit emotional about some things that were going on He's lost a family member and I'm trying to cheer him up and we're talk we're thinking about, pondering whether or not he could be feeling a certain way because of his family member who passed that it was something that was like it was her or there was something that he was dealing with regarding her passing and how his symptoms might be manifesting because of her, even though she's gone. When I discussed uh, something I had mentioned in previous podcasts, that is that humans don't end well. Like, we really clutch onto life. Life is a beautiful thing, and it's oftentimes terrible, right? We talked about that. But, it's a magical thing. It It is miraculous that we are here. It does conjure up some sort of, it begs the question of a divine force Something, the creative force, and something to take solace in. Right? Those feelings that we have, but we don't end well because we clutch onto life and all the trappings of life, all the things that and people that we accumulate, and we don't want to let go of. But yet, the leaves fall from the tree. The leaves, the tree grows from a. A seed and then a sapling and then a full tree and then a gigantic old growth tree, like I have a tapestry of in my office. And eventually the bark falls off the tree and bugs go in there and, and raccoons make their nests in the trunk. And maybe the tree gets hit by, struck by lightning. Or maybe come, somebody comes over and builds a tree for it in it. And it starts to bleed from the little holes where the nail, two by fours, were nailed to the tree. I've seen plenty of trees like that growing up. The big tree, quote unquote, we used to call that in our community. I've described that before. And it was a spruce or what it was, a gigantic tree that was as high as the telephone lines. And you could climb up its boughs and long boughs you could hold on to firmly and climb up. You could look all the way up and see all, it was like a ladder three-dimensional ladder with all these thick t- branches. And I remember climbing up and looking out at the power lines as I'm driving by the power lines now. Geez, they're only 20, 20 foot off the ground, so it's not a really big tree, but when a, you're a little boy, everything, the world looks big. So anyway, those trees, they grow, they fall. And this time of year, their leaves change color and their life falls off of them and blows down to the ground and down the street and we rake them up and collect them and consider them garbage. Refuse. Meanwhile those leaves could go back into the ground to provide some sort of fertilizer for the tree I like things like that. I like the whole circle of life philosophy. The reality that we are born, we live and then we die. And it's okay to die at some point So, my friend uh, yearning for his family member past and reflecting. It's interesting these feelings, these emotions, or as I talk about uh, my friend visiting or my father visiting the past couple days, couple weeks, I had a lot of visitors and people that were really important players in my life. And they came to visit. That's wonderful. It might be in transitional stages in life. You know, at 45, I'm thinking about my father coming to visit and how he's got 30 years my senior and what life is like, what it must have been like when he was my age or my perception of what life was like for him when he was my age, as I'm at that age. Or what was he like as a boy and his experiences and how did that color everything that he, he did throughout his life? What unresolved issues, emotions does he have as a grown man of 75 years of age? And how about me? How can I learn from people? How can I grow and become a better man, person, myself? I was just talking to a friend who was really into sci-fi. And she was saying that there is this uh, app... It's called Walk to Mordor. So you are walking, you take your steps and you put it in there, your activity, and you log it in and it'll take you along the Lord of the Rings course, basically through that whole um, fantasy land, right? So you start at the Hobbits, wherever Hobbiton or wherever the hell Frodo lived, and then your next step, you're going to go into the, whatever, forest, and Shelob's Lair, and uh, Mount Doom, and all that shit, Fairyland, whatever that was called, and so you can kind of step into that whole fantasy world, and I thought about that, and we, we discussed how crazy it is, that, how sci-fi is mimicking, in a world with, where the facts are unclear, We have so much information, but facts are so hard to pin down and so seemingly debatable. It's like, or even our scientific method that has served us so well, heretofore it is being questioned and um, second-guessed. So that we're almost making a backslide. We're losing progress. How crazy is that? I'm thinking about, um, we talked a little bit about Lord of the Rings and how there are the good guys and the bad guys, it's good versus evil, but there's also different characters and people in there, represent different people, so you've got big people, small people, good people, bad people, magical people, normal folks, people that just want to, you know, they're about one particular thing and the other ones are about something else. The orcs are always depicted as bad and savage and cruel and... I have often thought of the orcs as like the um the middle east we have we we don't understand the way people live over there we don't believe with their they don't we don't agree with their gods uh typically the western god typically the uh, Christian religion and then out in the in the middle East we have Muslim faith primarily right, and some others but People believe different things based upon where they live and what their experiences have been. So we depict the Middle Eastern folks as as savage and ignorant and cruel and all the things that the orcs represent, and it makes us easier to dismiss them or to kill them or whatever. And they look at us in a in another sense, and I, I can't even imagine what that is, but resentful, and certainly that we're wrong and we're we're evil. Uh, They call us the great Satan. I think that's what Iran refers to us as. Anyway, different perspectives. The otherization of people who seem different than us, even though all human beings, all Homo sapiens, are genetically similar. We create this whole pecking order and this whole fantasy game board that we play. And so it's interesting to look at sci-fi. It's interesting to look at. Also, I was reading something about a quote from Nikola Tesla. You know how he created uh, direct current, I think, whereas other scientists were coming along, were making progress with alternating current, and ultimately direct current won over, but Nikola Tesla fans believe that he didn't get all the credit he deserved, and he foretold all these advances in technology that would occur going forward and describe the cell phone and wireless technologies and and all that. And now here we are. It's like we're on a Lord of the Rings play uh uh game board with all these various characters playing their roles and our perception of good versus evil and right versus wrong and magic versus science. It's interesting if you look at life that way. So I'm going to do this walk to Mordor. It's like 2,000 miles or something. So if I can get a little pedometer or maybe get a... If I'm disciplined enough to record my my steps, my activity somehow and if I can step up my activity like I know at work walking around the table and doing all that I could probably who knows how how many miles I traverse doing that so I'll plot it all and I'll interact with my friend Zafdig the Red and we will go on some journeys anyway, it's, it's nice to ponder all these things. I'll end with this. I was, I was talking to my friend, um, about the reality that humans don't end well and our, our, um, desperate hold onto, onto life as it inevitably slips away. Like we don't, we don't expect it to, or we we do on some level, but we are, obviously we don't want to fade away and die and become obsolete, we want to live our best days and all that stuff, live our best life, but even on a scientific level where it's almost like we're trying to solve these problems, we'll use technologies like CRISPR or AI to keep human beings alive forever, maybe save our memories or save our cognition and all the attributes, how cool would that be on some level and how twisted Frankensteinian would it be on another level. So, I'm telling him about humans not ending well and reluctance to give way to nature. Reluctance to yield to nature. And, uh, I use the analogy or the statement that Alan Watts was talking about, um, how, how I was laughing about the other day, how we are basically teeth and a tube and a, some brain material there. I think we're, we're so advanced here. We're so primitive, right? And so I thought it was interesting, but he said he would take issue with that because if you look at that tree at this huge tapestry of an old growth tree, Look at that tree and imagine how uh, that, that living entity, it eats light. How does it make, how does it grow? How does it make, um, add material? How does it survive? It eats light. Photosynthesis. And that's true. And I've talked before about our sustenance, that the main primary energy source on this planet is solar. UV radiation, we're bathed in it. That's how the plants and the grass and the trees and everything is growing and thriving. And then our animals will eat those plants and we'll eat those animals and the plants and that whole food chain thing. And the greater conversation of how how we are here. You know, how this whole thing manifested and where we go from here. So that was an interesting thought by my friend, that plants eat light, and how amazing is that? Now you break that down scientifically, photosynthesis happens with chlorophyll molecules on a leaf, and reaction with chlorophyll, chemical compound, and ultraviolet light, taking water, taking sunlight, taking minerals from the ground, we we create sugar and we store it, In the form of cellulose, which is a complex sugar, and one that uh, is indigestible, for the most part, by humans. But this is what other life forms, like cows and stuff like that, and grazing animals, they have complex stomachs, they're able to actually digest grass and hay and stuff. Well, that's interesting enough, and then they can store those that that energy and that fuel in their bodies, and then we eat them, and we can digest the proteins and the and the the uh, you know the animal products like that. Very interesting, very complex, and I'm very hungry myself, so I'm going to go have a nice lunch, and I'm going to hopefully take a nice friggin nap because I'm tired. Midday Thoughts.